When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Hey, friend. It's me. It's Toby. I'm back. Oh, yeah. Can't keep a good mouth down, can you? At least that's what a lot of my friends in my home group tell me every morning. Welcome. Welcome to In This Moment. And I'm just, um, I'm just a host. My name is Toby C. And uh, just imagine, you could be sitting here in this seat someday soon. It's no big deal. I, I don't have any particular talent. I just... Um, I enjoy practicing running my mouth with a message from the heart. Yeah. Hey, this is a show about recovery, and um, there's thousands of shows out there and podcasts and radio shows about recovery. This one's a concept show, though. This one's going to be a little bit different. This, this show just might open your mind to things that maybe you didn't consider before, and if you sit back and listen carefully to this show called In This Moment, and listen to me, Toby C., you might hear something valuable, especially if, in your, if you're in recovery or if you have a loved one who's in recovery. And by the way, you might hear us talk about alcoholism or drug abuse during the next hour, but I got to tell you, this program and this message, the message, applies across the board. It applies to anybody who's suffering. I don't care if it's a hangnail, man, and it's making your life un, unmanageable because you're acting out with anger. But no, in all seriousness, we're really dealing with... Um, um, a spiritual malady, um, an emotional uh, illness that drives so many of us uh, to act out with drug abuse or alcohol abuse um, or uh, compulsive shopping or deviant sex or gambling or codependency. I mean, we can go on and on and on. So anyway, we're going to be pretty focused today, though. Check this out. We're going to be talking about, are you ready? Overcoming immaturity. How about that? Now, before you turn this podcast off or this radio show, this is a one-hour live show, by the way. It's formatted for radio, but you might hear us on the podcast. i got to tell you, sit back and listen. Listen, because you might hear something that uh, you know yours or your loved one's identity crisis might have something to do with something called immaturity. Yeah, I've heard it said that people who often um, fall to the bottom and become social uh, outcasts, like so many of us do, and you know that end up in recovery, that really we are suffering from a form of immaturity. And by the way, let me give you a couple of examples of immaturity real quick, if I may, okay? Did these perplexities beset me because of selfishness or unreasonable demands? The perplexities, my friend, are, are the confusion, the, the cunning, baffling, uh, powerful uh, insanity of our addictions that lead so many of us into recovery. They're called perplexities, okay? And I got to tell you, they are beset on us because of something called unreasonable demands on others. That's just another form of immaturity. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll tell you, if you if you trust God and clean house in some of these programs, uh, you'll be able to see that you've been making unreasonable demands upon yourself, upon others, and upon God. How about that? How about that for the, the, uh, the absolute uh, epitome of immature behavior? By the way, a couple of other metaphors for immature behavior might be um, petty. Petty, yeah. Social distinctions, petty rivalries and jealousies. Ooh, that's that's what what that's what immature people do. Oh yeah, 
Better believe it. There's a, there's a chapter in this recovery book called The Family Afterward, and it says this. There's a little, little quote. It says, By force of circumstance, she, they're talking about the wife, was often obliged to, or I'm sorry, there was the daughter. By force of circumstance, she was often obliged to treat father as a sick or wayward child. So, sem- so many of us not only um, behave and act out childishly, but boy, I'll tell you, when we get to the bottom and we've lost all ability to manage our lives and take care of ourselves and take care of those about us, we truly are children. We are absolutely a sick, wayward child. Many of us reach that point in our emotional and our physical and our spiritual illness, if you will. Better believe it, man. As matters got worse, the husband becomes sick and and becomes a sick and irresponsible child who needs to be looked at and extricated from endless scrapes and impasses. Again, they're talking about, you know, the family, and um, and looking at the uh, the dynamics of the family. You know, I'll tell you, sometimes there's, you know, the children are not are not the only children in the household. Sometimes, can you relate to that? Sometimes we act out because we're pissed off that all the children are getting all the attention. What about me? You know, they call, they call this type of immaturity distorted drives. Oh, yeah. That uh, divert us from our true purpose and direction. Whew. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Sorry to hit you between the eyes, but I got to tell you, you might be stuck in recovery or your loved one might be stuck in, in recovery and at the bottom and, and might not be able to emerge from the bottom and get out of recovery because you haven't figured out that maybe you're immature. I think somewhere I read that, that uh, you know, at the bottom of our selfish, self-centered, uh, fear-driven drives, we become something called king baby. How about that? Not only do we demand that the world serve us more than is possible or do us, but we think that the whole world revolves around us and, and is there to serve us. Can you relate to that? Does that sound like you? Take a deep breath. I'm supposed to kind of, I'm supposed to warm up this show with the who, what, when, how, and why, but I really, I started mashing out on this subject of immaturity because it's, it's core. It's core. By the way, if you're just joining us in the middle of this long break, my name is Toby C. And I'm a, I'm the host of this show. It's called In This Moment. And um, we're talking about immaturity. We're talking about pettiness. We're talking about distorted drives. We're talking about childish behavior. We're talking about unreasonable behavior. Yeah, that leads so many people to, uh, to a place called insanity where we can't get along with, with the world about us and we certainly uh, end up overtly or secretly being unable to get along with ourselves. Can you relate to that? But by the way, I mentioned that this is a concept show and, and I'm going to give you a couple of, of tools and... Um, a couple of tricks, if I don't like to use that word, about how to overcome this sense of immaturity, this sense of selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of fear. Better believe it. So stay tuned and fasten your seatbelt. But I got to back up a little bit so I don't get in trouble with the station managers here. We're coming to you live recorded from Palm Springs, California. Live recorded because I don't edit this stuff. So if there's any bloopers, you get it all. By the way, we don't have any guests or call-ins. you got 43 net minutes of yours, truly. We do break for uh, station identification and, and news and 
breaks and what have you. Why is Toby doing this? I'll tell you why Toby's doing this. Toby's doing this to honor my agreement with a God of my understanding who I discovered finally in the, um, in the process of recovering and getting better. How about that? And by the way, I, it's, I finally honored the same agreement that I'll bet you or your loved one and so many of us has, have made. Maybe you can relate to this agreement that we made with God. It's when we're at our, our, our utter most desperate, you know, dying moment, our most insane, spiritual, anguishing, desperate, miserable moment. And we scream out to God, God, please help me. God, I'll do anything anything. Please get me out of this mess. Please help me. Do you remember that agreement? Do you remember that agreement? You made the agreement. <laughs> but but you, didn't, you didn't honor it. Yeah. This too shall pass. You better believe it. I love the old saying, God, get me out of this one and, and then I'll take care of the next one. Next one's on me. Yeah, right. So that's why I'm doing this. It's just, uh, it's called the 12th suggestion in something called the 12th, uh, the 12 step program. Um, when, um, because I trusted God and cleaned house and I had a spiritual awakening, all I'm trying to do is carry a message, just trying to carry a message. And that's what we're going to be talking about this hour, especially in the fourth segment, the final segment. We're going to talk about the power of carrying a message because you're going to be a messenger. That's one of the concepts of this show is to burn in the consciousness of your mind that not only are you going to be a messenger, a holder of the guiding light, but you're going to get better regardless of anyone. Yeah. I'm supposed to burn that into your consciousness, and the only condition is that you trust God. Just trust the process. Trust anything other than yourself, and, um, and, enjoy, and enjoy the magic carpet ride of recovery if you really open your mind to it. Well, I got to do every show. I got to do a. I got to do a warm up. We got to kind of warm up to, into this. And I'm sorry that I hit you between the eyes with this immaturity deal. But I'm telling you, man, it is core, core to understanding this this behavioral codependent element of our psyche, our human psyche. And I'm telling you, you just might. This might be the trick to get you or your loved one out of the the miserable rut of um of an unmanageable life. But before we start with that, I always got to give the pep talk that I'll tell you. The name of the game is to stay away from shame. And I'll tell you, a lot of us immature people are in denial of the type of shame and shameful behavior that immature behavior creates. And I'll tell you what the result is, is that we, it leads to defective relationships with other people. And in our next segment, we're going to be talking about the problems with immature behavior. And I'm telling you, there's so many to list. I can't get them out in, in the six and a half minutes that that segment gives me, but I'm going to try to nail it. But I'll tell you what happens is, is, is we end up cultivating defective relationships with people because immature behavior is a repellent. It's a repellent to healthy relationships with people. You want a defective relationship with a person? Act out with immature behavior. Guarantee it's a repellent. And I'll tell you, if you have enough immature, um, defective relationships with others, you're going to end up having a defective, immature relationship with you know who? You know who? Yourself, baby. And then we start to push and pull and, and, and alienate people. Because don't you know, people are the problem. And we, we become lonely. Oh, my God. We become lonely. And some of us alcoholics, we become subjects of King Alcohol, shivering denizens of his mad realm, the chilling vapor that is loneliness. Oh, yeah, and it settles in, baby. That's from page 151, A Vision for You. 
in this book called Alcoholics Anonymous. Don't you love that? Shivering denizens of his mad realm, the chilling vapor that is loneliness. Can you relate to that? You got to get out of loneliness, man. I'll tell you, healthy beginning, the, the healthy living and successful recovery starts with emerging from isolation and loneliness, my friend. You know, you are not only king baby, but you become a subject of king alcohol or king drugs or king gambling or king sex. It's your higher power. And it's just driven you into a shivering denizen of his mad realm. And we're going to talk about how to get out of that mad realm, mad realm when we come back. But you've got to get out of loneliness. Before we break, man, I got to tell you, get on the internet, talk to people, find your kinship of common suffering, whatever you're suffering from, man, you've got to get into the group, find the group, make a commitment to the group. And then it starts, <laughs> we start to emerge from loneliness and, um, and little tricks are revealed to us how to overcome immaturity and overcome our insanity that drives so much in so many of us into loneliness. So when I come back, I'm Toby C. The name of the show is In This Moment with Toby C. And we're talking about overcoming immaturity and, and starting to emerge from loneliness and, and trying to successfully recover once and for all. We're going to be right back after this break. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio. All right, we don't have a lot of time, so let's get into it, okay? Maybe you can relate to this. Hey, before I start mashing out all the problems with immature behavior, don't be too hard on yourself, okay? Because we are all born this way. We're all born immature. We're all born selfish, self-centered survivalists, okay? We come out of the womb that way. The problem is some of us don't, we don't outgrow this, uh, this complete dependence on others to meet our emotional needs for security and for love, you know, when we should. And, um... And the problem with not outgrowing this type of, of, of immature, infantile, childish behavior is, I'll tell you, it's a big repellent, man. It just turns people away. If you want to get along with people and have people attracted to you and get along with people, I want you to grow up, all right, and quit acting out. Don't be the dumb blonde. Stop being the victim. You know, stop playing the hapless fool because tr we see through it, trust me. The common person sees through the dumb blonde, the victim, the hapless fool, this type of immaturity. We know what's going on. You're really trying to control the situation. That's what we do with immature behavior. We're trying to control the situation or control others and control the outcome. We're trying to get it our way, aren't we? You better believe it, man. It's a... You know, by the way, you're going to get reacquainted with something called the seven deadly sins or the seven major human failings. And, and trust me, it's greed, man. We want it all. <laughs> Among other, the other six deadlies, 
You know, we're possessed by this demon called King Baby. And of course, it's driven by fear. You know, I'll tell you, man, what's, what's more attractive, fear? People that are, are, are rooted in fear or people who are chill and are rooted in faith? Exactly. But people who are rooted in fear to turn off. No bueno. It's a, it's a total turn off. By the way, I'm bilingual. It creates conflict with others, okay? This type of immaturity co- creates conflict with others. You know why? Because it's unfair. You know, when we get into recovery, we finally realize that uh, we, are, we are totally incapable of, of, of forming a true partnership with another person. We either wanted to be on top of the heap or hiding underneath it. It's an unfair relationship. Trust me, if you don't want to get along with people, then try to, to, then try to cultivate an unfair, passive-aggressive relationship. All relationships are passive-aggressive. There is no such thing, I don't believe, as the most pure, fair relationship. But come on, man. It's extreme behavior. This type of conflict of immaturity, it's, it's acting out. It's extreme behavior. It's bad attention. It causes bad attention. It draws bad attention to us and what we're doing. Get labeled a taker. Taker. You know, this dependence, man, it's just such a turnoff, man, completely depending on others, right? The dumb blonde, the victim, the hapless fool, the, you know, hapless, you know? And people can see through it. Trust me, they can see through your immaturity and your, and your little antics. They could see them through mine. Better believe it. They could see it. It was a worry. It was a fear. Oh, man, was it a fear. It was a fear. It was an unreasonable fear that our instincts would not be satisfied. And and that drove us to covet the possessions of others, to lust for sex and power, to become angry when our instinctive demands are threatened, to be envious when the ambitions of others seem to be realized, while ours are not. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Such a turnoff, man. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, you know, they really, you know, I think people who are immature are viewed uh, as emotionally sensitive and grandiose. They're just, they're just not really living in reality. They're delusional. And, and I'll tell you what's wrong with hanging around delusional people who are kind of in la-la land is they're really, um, they're not safe. It's not a safe environment. If they can't be, if they can't, uh, be in touch, if I can't be in touch, if you can't be in touch, if your loved one can't be in touch with reality, then we certainly can't be in touch with the, the, uh, the consequences of danger and risky behavior. There it is. And we do crazy stuff and we drag other people into our crazy, immature, risky behavior. Come on, man. We all go through it. It's the rite of passage when we're growing up and we're playing around and our hormones are raging. I get it, Okay. You know, it's part of the act, right? You know, love is a game of give and take. <laughs> Whatever. We certainly don't know what honesty is. We know it's honest to us. We don't know what righteous and unrighteous behavior is. No, the immature person is self-centered in the extreme. So is the alcoholic and the drug addict. Better believe it. We know how to serve self, man, but not serve you. There it is. 
So maybe immaturity is really, yes, it is a, it's just the epitome of selfishness and self-centeredness. And that we think, if you read on in some of these books, one called Alcoholics Anonymous, the selfishness and immaturity, that we think is the root cause of our, of our troubles. Come on, man. Get over it. Hey, I'm Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment. When we come back, we're going to be now mashing out the solutions, right, to overcoming immaturity, right? When I, when I stopped living in the problem, started living in the answer, the problem went away. You can make this stuff go away. Trust me, like a snap of a finger, man, this stuff can go away. We're going to be right back after the bottom of the hour. Toby C. In This Moment, Overcoming Immaturity. Be right back. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide. BC. All right. First and foremost, let's agree that so many of us who end up in the depths of, of um, hopelessness and misery and suffering, you know, many of us hear this following statement. And we don't listen to it, but listen to it this time, will you? Tell you if you want to overcome immaturity, why don't you... Open your mind to the possibility that you might be possessed by a demon. How about that? Okay. Open your mind to the fact that you are possessed by, by self and selfish self-centeredness. Open your mind to the fact that you might be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. Do you hear that? Open your mind to that. And, and there it is. You know, if you want to have a spiritual experience you got to open your mind to something spiritual. And we're human, so, so there it is. We somehow have to turn away from self and our humanity and our temporal existence, our earthly existence, and we have to start looking towards something um, out of self, something greater than self. And that's what many of us find in recovery. Better believe it. And let me tell you, if you're, in, if you're, if you're at the bottom, again, bouncing around the bottom, I'm telling you, consider yourself the luckiest man or woman around, okay? Because you've got a moment. You've got a moment of clarity all of a sudden. You've got no distractions in this, in this moment. It's a gift, <laughs> this, the gift of desperation where nothing's going on anymore, man. Family, friends, job, all your earthly pursuits, they're all on hold right now, man. You just don't want to go insane or get locked up or die. I get it, man. So while you're at this moment, pay attention. And get into the group. Remember the first segment? Get into the group. You can't do this alone. Only you alone can do it. you got to make the decision. But you got to get into the group. And in the group, you're going to find somebody to pay attention to you and, and help you clean house, man, and, and help you start to understand the root cause of this immaturity, the reason why you can't get along with people, the reason why you can't get along with yourself. There it is. Take advantage of this, this little discipline, I'm telling you, because, oh, after 30 or 60 days, my friend, you know, life starts to get in a set, life's in session again. 
and and all of a sudden we're not so desperate anymore. And all of a sudden we're thinking about our job and our wife and our kids and our husband and and our parents and and our loved ones and and all this insanity. And we're just, you know, right now, man, stick with it. All right. Trust the process. Trust God. Trust any program you can other than your program, okay? All right? The power of now and the power of self, you know, just ain't working, okay? The power of the gym, the power of the, of the, the sanatoriums, the health farms, it ain't working, is it? Get into the group. Trust, trust the group. Find somebody in the group to pay t- attention to you and clean house in the group. And what will happen is you're going to experience a very calming, calming experience in the group. And I'll just go ahead and let the cat out of the bag right now. What's really going on in the group is you don't know it, but you've tapped into a God consciousness into the group, and you didn't know it, see? And the group is going to keep you calm if you stick with the group. Got to stick with the group. Got to. You know, and and you're going to become open-minded now. And you're all of a sudden going to have a paradigm shift and you're going to look at people differently when you clean house, especially in the fourth step. And you're going to finally understand all the, all the things that this immature behavior was doing specifically to, to cultivate just terrible relationships with, with others and with ourselves. It's a true awakening. It's an awareness. You know, the only way to overcome denial is to become aware. You know, we weren't remorseful of our immature behavior because it was self-serving and it got us where we wanted to go. But it did not help us, did not help us to, um, to cultivate healthy relationships with people, did it? We got what we wanted. But boy, did it turn people off, man. We hurt a lot of people on the way up, didn't we? Mm-hmm. It was a fear, remember? It was a fear. And what's the antithesis of fear? It's faith. There it is. Faith. And where are we going to find that faith? We don't find that faith alone when we're isolating with our bag of dope or our bottle of booze or, or, or all the stuff we bought at the, at the shopping mall that we can't afford. We're licking our wounds from leaving the mortgage money on the on the um, blackjack table. No. No, we start to look at people and um, and our relationships differently. That's what ha- happens in recovery. We become open-minded. That's what happens at the bottom, by the way. You know. If you're at the bottom, we become as open-minded to conviction and as willing to listen as only the dying can be. And that's what happens. We become open-minded. And I'm telling you, listen carefully. Being open-minded is one of the, it's one of the answers to the riddle of life and to the answer to the riddle of successful recovery, to be open-minded. I go to meetings every day with my group, my kinship of common suffering. It only takes me an hour. You know why? Because every AA meeting 
that I go to, and I'm in AA, and I'm in Codependence Anonymous too, but you know, there's dozens of different 12-step programs out there. Um, every meeting is an opportunity to be reminded that God, a loving God, a power greater than myself, has restored me to sanity and continues to keep me that way so long as I relate myself right to Him. And it only happens in the group, my friend. Mm -hmm. You know, we conquer this demon. It's expelled right out of us, see? What happens when we clean house is we finally open the door and we allow God in. And that's really the only thing that's going to kick the demon of immaturity out of you and keep the demon of immaturity out of me is to keep my mind open and to keep my heart open, my energies pointed in a positive direction, to point my imagination toward the right objectives. And there it is. And I learned how to do that in recovery when we finally trusted God and cleaned house. Those of us, many of us who cleaned house, we, we obtained a clear recognition of who we are and what God wants us to become. The identity crisis is over. If you're just joining us in the middle of this long segment, my name is Toby C. The name of the program is called In This Moment. It's a concept show about getting better. And you're going to hear some tricks, some little tools about how to get better and stay better here. Right now, we're mashing it out about overcoming immaturity, overcoming this, this unreasonable behavior, overcoming this pettiness, this childish behavior. How to break out of this this mad realm of insanity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it happens when we hit bottom. Thank goodness for bottom. And by the way, don't ever let anybody tell you that you haven't hit bottom. You've hit your bottom when you say you've hit your bottom, okay? Don't ever let somebody say you haven't earned your, your, your right to be in here, okay? You know? You better believe it, man. Our sanity and our sobriety was bought at a price. You better believe it. We, you know... On the anvils of experience, it was banged out. You know, what's going on? We listen to that in recovery. It's so beautiful, man. If you listen, if you really chill and sit all the way down and calm down and open your mind, which is something I try to do when I go to my, my daily meeting, I have an opportunity to get out of self for a moment. I have an opportunity to think about others for a moment. And that's the whole deal. You know, way back, way back when, back in the in the 1970s, there was this, there was a folk song. And maybe you've heard it. If you're young, you probably haven't heard this song, but if you're older, maybe you've heard the song. And it was called Put Your Hand in the Hand. It's a it's a Christian ecumenical revival song called Put Your Hand in the Hand. And what they're talking about, they're talking about putting your hand, your human hand, in the hand of something more powerful than man. Okay, here's the lyrics. Here's it's a, it's a four liner. Here's the lyrics, and here's what it sounds like. Okay, this is what happens when you when you go into recovery and you, you emerge from isolation. You join the group and you find a sponsor and somebody you really like, and you trust the process and you trust God. Here's what you do: put your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the waters. You know the calming sea, calming the sea. Put your hand in the hand. Of the man who stilled the waters 
Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the seas. Take a look at yourself and you can look at others differently. Put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. So they're talking about Jesus. But, you know, you can, you can make this application to anything. You know, when you trust another person, another man or woman, who's been through the process a little, a little sooner than you, all they're doing is they're passing a legacy of suffering and recovery that's easily passed along from one sufferer to another. Provided you're in the right group, make sure you're in the right group and find a sponsor. And put your hand on the hand of that sponsor. And I swear it's like putting your hand on the hand of the man. And, and you're going to clean house. And the reason why we really want to clean house is so that we can open ourselves up to him. Him being a metaphor of any power greater than ourselves, man. I choose to call him God. So that's why we want to clean houses so we can open our minds in order to open up our hearts in order to let him in so that our deadly obsession can be lifted and removed from us. Yeah. And be and I swear, man, we can be rendered white as snow. God will always forgive us our indiscretions, but in no case does he render us white as snow and keep us that way without our cooperation, right? We're going to be talking about that in the fourth and final segment, the imagination exercise. You're going to love this. It's where we tie this whole concept show of recovery in and, and we nail it. But there it is, man. You want a peace... Maybe our immaturity was that we were just vibrating with a fear vibration. We were just terrified that, that uh, we were going to lose something that we had or we were never going to get something that we coveted and really wanted. There it is. We had no faith. We were in fear. Blah, blah, blah. Recovery is so, so simple. It's not easy, though, man, to get out of, to move away from self-consciousness and acquire something called God-consciousness. Oh, yeah. When we come back, I'm going to show you, and I'm going to show you, I'm going to tell you through the power of radio, how to maybe acquire God consciousness. And by the way, this acquiring God consciousness makes recovery, staying sober, so interesting and fascinating and worthwhile. Mm. I'm going to be right back. My name is Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment with Toby C. Overcoming Immaturity. We're going to mash it out with the imagination exercises coming up. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment with Toby C. continues now on iHub Radio. Hey, what's the purpose of growing up if you don't need to grow up? <laughs> Peter Pan. Yeah, no, that's just no good. No bueno. We don't like to do that. Nope. But I got to tell you, you got to have an overwhelming and compelling reason to grow up or else it's just better to sit there and kind of get the get what you want. Get served up how you want it, right? Kind of grow up thinking like life is a is like a Burger King. Have it your way. Wrong. 
So here's the deal. If you want to overcome immaturity, if you want to stay sober, if you <laughs> you got to have an overwhelming and compelling reason to do so. Many of us in early recovery, we have an overwhelming and compelling reason to get sober. We don't want to die or go insane or go to prison or, or, or just have our misery deteriorate to the point of, of, of homicide or suicide or both. We just don't want to go there. We're driven, we're driven to, to the depths of our despair. But we don't stay there very long, do we? No. I don't know if you can relate, man. Boy, I was in the revolving door. I'd, you know, I'd get better and I'd feel good, man. Life was in session. So here's how to keep it fresh, my friend, how to keep it interesting. You're going to become a sponsor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the best way to overcome immaturity is to help some other hapless fool <laughs> overcome immaturity. How brilliant is that? I told you this thing was a simple program. It just isn't easy. See, overcoming immaturity by helping somebody else overcome immaturity means getting out of self and paying attention to somebody. Who wants to do that? No, uh, nobody wants to do that unless they have to do that in order to stay alive themselves. If you want to stay alive, man, you know, learn how to turn out of self. So here comes the, here comes Toby's, here comes my pitch. Here comes my pitch. Listen carefully. If nobody's told you that you're going to become a sponsor and that's going to make the difference to you living a wonderful life and succeeding in recovery and staying out of rehab, there you go, baby. You're going to become a sponsor. If nobody gave you the memo that the primary function of sponsorship is to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor, you just got it, okay? <laughs> you're going to become a sponsor. I'm so sorry that you know your sponsor didn't tell you that. You know, maybe you're involved in the step of the month club or they're too busy developing this deep and meaningful relationship with you. No, check it out, man. It says when the spiritual malady is overcome, then we straighten out mentally and physically. I'll tell you, you know, when you become a sponsor, and I'm gonna, we're going to talk about how to get a sponsee real quick. Um, get, into, get into step work. Would you please catch them when they're jittery? Get them when they come in off of a spree. I'm talking about your sponsee that you're going to be working with in order to stay sane and grounded and sober yourself, please don't, don't tell them a bunch of stuff about you. Find out all you can about them. It's not an interview. You're not trying to sell yourself. In fact, the less they know about you, the better. My experience is familiarity breeds contempt. If you want to get somebody in a step work and get them, and get them uh, out of the stormy sea, uh, the rough waters... Get into step work, man. Bury their nose in, a, in, in the Bible or some spiritual publication or the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and get to work. And may I suggest that nothing so ensures immunity against the first drink or drug than intensive work with another alcoholic or junkie. It works when all else fails. When they talk about intensive work, may I suggest you break out your calendar after you've had a cup of coffee and you've interviewed your, your prospect and you guys meet every day. If you got loaded every day, maybe you can meet every day and do the step work. I enjoy it. I'll tell you what's cool about meeting with your sponsee every day. <laughs> it's, like, it's like watching a bad movie with a happy ending, man. 
oh man, you get out of self and you just totally get absorbed in this other person's life. You kind of get in their head, you get out of yourself. It's fun, it's fascinating, man. And by the way, not only is it fun and fascinating, it's really kind of cool, but there's, um, there's, you get a, you know, you get a prize. You get a prize at the end of the process of, of, of intensive work with this person. You get to witness the miracle of recovery. And I swear I never get tired of saying this. I'm, I'm telling you, my friend, you're going you're gonna to experience this, the magic of watching another man or woman's dark tombstone eyes all of a sudden become illuminated with the lantern of hope. And the lantern of hope that they see is the lantern that you're carrying at the end of that long, dark tunnel. And they're following you. And they're moving in that direction. And all of a sudden, you're going to witness this, this man or woman who is not supposed to get sober and not supposed to become sane and just supposed to deteriorate and die. All of a sudden, you're going to watch the miracle of watching life take on new meaning. To watch others help others. Can you imagine that? To watch loneliness vanish. Mm. To see, you know, a fellowship cultivate around a, a, a person that you've been spending time with. <laughs> and to know deep down in your heart that you had something to do with that. <sighs> it's an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. You know what they're talking about? They're talking about joy. Oh, man joy. And I'm telling you, you don't get joy in an amusement park. You don't get joy in a bag of dope. I didn't get joy at the bottom of a bottle. I didn't get joy in any of my immature acting out, you know, antics. I enjoyed them. And they cultivated misery. It affected all whose lives touched this sufferer. Better believe it. And this joy, my friend, not only is it an experience you must not miss, but you're going to, it's a drug, man. It is a drug. It's a hormone, man. It comes out of a little gland called the pineal gland, about the size of a pea in the middle of our brain. They still don't understand it. The joy, man, you're going to be able to tap into this, this joy, this hormone, man. You're going to want more of it. You're going to love it. You're going to have a compelling and overwhelming reason to stop acting out and being immature, you're going to know that you have finally fit yourself for your true purpose. Your identity crisis is over. You're going to find out that your true purpose is to fit yourself to be of maximum service to God and those about you. Oh, man, how about that for overcoming immaturity? And how about that for an overwhelming and compelling reason to get sober and to stay sober and to stop acting out and being immature? It's for the other person. You're going to be a sponsor. You're going to be a guiding light. You're going to be a life coach. You're going to be somebody's guru. Just don't let it get to your head, will you? You're going to love recovery. It's the sweet spot of life. It's right where God wants you and me. I hope you've enjoyed our show today on overcoming immaturity. My name is Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment. And um, if nobody's told you they love you, Toby loves you, okay? Come back soon for another episode over and out. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., 
then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 